Welcome to Forgiven, a podcast to help inspire and empower Christians to live a more authentic life. In today's episode, we discuss healthy media consumption habits. Hello, welcome to Forgiven. Uh, as you can see, I'm not Pastor Mike. Uh, you're stuck with Pastor Logan today. Um, and today I have with me, of course, Micah. Micah and Bryce. Both returning guests to the Forgiven <laughs> podcast sphere. I don't know why you're not really like guests. We kind of just have like a cycle of like of people. Um, we had, our, we'll say this. We had our first Recycle guest. And reuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had our true first guest last week. Uh, Pastor Louis Hubblewatts. I suggest you go and listen to that episode. It's amazing. Uh, go and do that. But today we're talking about Christian media consumption. What does that look like? How do we as Christians navigate this idea, this world that is oversaturated with really good, compelling stuff that we want to watch and enjoy or, or play or, or whatever it's, how do we navigate that? How do you set about, how do you set boundaries to manage your time? Well, how do you know what to watch and what to play and what not to watch and what not to play? Now, disclaimer, we're not going to tell you what to watch and what not to watch. Okay. We're not going to sit here and say that if you watch Harry Potter, you're going to hell. Like we're not here to say that. Okay. That's not our role here. Our role here is to try to inspire and empower you to make those decisions for yourself. Okay? So with that, I just wanted to start off by kind of defining some things of words that we're going to talk about in this episode so that we're all on the same page as to when I say the word content or when I say this, that we know what we're talking about. Okay? So first of all, I want to set the difference between a boundary and a rule. Okay? So a boundary is a real or imagined line that marks the edge or the limit of something or an action. It is also described as the limit of what a person considers to be an acceptable behavior or action. Whereas in contrast, a rule is an accepted principle or instruction that clearly states this is right, this is wrong, this is how things should be done. It tells you what you are allowed to do or not to do. Basically, it comes down to a rule is something that is enforced upon you by somebody else. While a boundary is generally something one puts around themselves. Okay? Now, when you follow a boundary, you are still ultimately following rules. We're not, you're never going to get away from rules. But a boundary is something that one sets around themselves that is a little more malleable. It's a little more movable. Okay? When you play sports, you can go outside of the boundary. You're, you're breaking a rule, but you can still go outside of the boundary and still kind of make the play, right? If you're, both feet are still in, but half your body's out of the boundary in football, you're still in play. So you can still do that. So that's why a boundary is a little bit different than a rule. It gives you a little bit of leeway on either side. That's kind of how we like to do it. You just uh, summarize it so I now understand, making it a sports <laughs> analogy. So thank sure. you so much there for that. There we go. <laughs> um, I use a lot of sports analogies. Uh, and then when, we, when I say the word content, okay, that's just like a, it's kind of a hype word that people throw around a lot right now. Like people say like, I'm a content creator and, and all this stuff. But really what we're talking about is actually the meaning of content, which is something that people create for people to enjoy. So this podcast is a piece of content, okay? It is a piece of Christian-influenced content, okay? So content is basically anything you consume, 
is how we're going to use it. So we're going to talk about content in terms of like YouTube, Netflix, video games, all Facebook, like all these different types of content that you consume. And then that breaks down into the different mediums and media. Uh, but with all the boring stuff out of the way now, I just wanted to make sure that we all understood that we were kind of on the same page as to what, because I know these words get tossed around a lot. So I want to make sure that we all understand what that is. So what do you guys have to think overall right now of this idea of how do we as Christians live this world that is filled with oversaturation of content? My mic is looking at me. <laughs> so Bryce is answering <laughs> this am, one. I'm answering. So the oversaturation of things, I would say uh, immediately when I first started thinking about when you brought the topic up to me was the passage that Paul writes where it's, saying that we can do all things, but not all things are beneficial. And so I think that's the same line that we have to apply to content or media, whatever we want to call this. Uh, because you know what? There's nothing inherently wrong with <laughs> any of these sources or media. And we are allowed to. There's nothing that scripturally that will say, you cannot watch Netflix. You cannot play video games or you can't play this. There's no exact rule book. However, I think there's certain times where we then have to check, is this actually beneficial for me or anyone around me? And when we look at it that way, I think we start to, I don't know, be able to create those boundaries in our lives. And maybe, well, someday, if you have kids or anything not, set boundaries for our kids that are set us up for success versus failure. So that's where I'm going to, I think that's immediately what I start to think when I hear about all the successive things, because there's so much out there. And, but not all of it is beneficial for all of us. And so, yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my two cents to start with. Refuddle? No. Yeah. <laughs> or rebuttal? Is that the, that is, that, 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 that is the word. <laughs> but I want, I want to hear from Micah because uh, obviously he is that, he's that younger generation. So he's going to have a, I think he's going to, I know he's going to have a different yeah. take on some of these things and which no, is really, no, I'm really agree. excited. <laughs> he's going to agree with everything we say. Respect your elders. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I'm your youth pastor here, so watch out. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Well, not well, I know I'm his young adult pastor. Rest of the <laughs> He's kind of your boss, I guess, but. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have much else to add other than what Bryce said. Like, there's nothing in the Bible specifically that says we're not supposed to do these things, but you know, just have a reason for doing it really. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. And, and I will say there, there are some specific verses that people often try to use against Christians when it's like, Oh my gosh, you watched that movie. And then it's like, they'll quote some random old Testament scripture completely out of context where it's like, stay away from witches and demons. It's like, well, you don't know what that's talking about. Like, Back then, there were actual witches and demons. Like, that, that that's just, contextually, that's what was there. So, it doesn't correlate to today, and that's not what God had intended that passage to mean for today. So, it's, that's a whole other conversation. We're not going to talk, we're not going to talk <laughs> about proof texting or anything like that in today's episode. I just wanted to, to get the understanding that, like, like Bryce said, like you said, it is okay for us to enjoy things of this world paul says we should be in the world but not of the world so we are to take part in this world okay now bryce i've been i've been a youth pastor for a little bit you've been a youth pastor micah you work with youth all the time yeah. this is the question that i like to pose to people if you're trying to talk to your friends and 
you're a Christian, are you just going to walk up to them and be like, hey, do you read that first verse in Second <laughs> Kings? Like, no, you're, you're not going to establish a relationship that way with somebody. That's not how that works, okay? But what you would say is like, hey, Micah, have you actually, have you seen the new Thor movie? Or Bryce, have you watched Star Wars? Or like whatever, like you're gonna, you want to use something that's actually relatable to the other person. And that's straight out of the Bible. That's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't walk around just quoting scripture at people. He was like, hey, you're a fisherman. Let's fish together. You're this, let's work together. So in terms of like, our goal as Christians as well, which is to help people find and follow Jesus. We need to, we need to be the link. We need to link ourselves to these people and how we do that is by understanding what they're into. Like if you're like when I was, when I was a junior youth pastor specifically, Fortnite dances were the rage. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm terrible at them. I can't do them at all. I have not a rhythmic bone in my body. But you best bet I spent a lot of time trying and embarrassing myself, but I spent a lot of time learning why it was so important, what the cultural craze was, why they're so invested in this, because it gives me an avenue into understanding what they're into. So I think if we keep that understanding too of like in this Christian media consumption world, I think that helps us a little bit. You know, if we have this understanding that we consume this media because we enjoy it, but also because it does help us relate to other people. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? How, what do we think of using the pop culture and the media as a way to like convene with others? I think like I always, for me, it was a game changer when I was reading through first Corinthians and Paul writes about one, we're not to use elaborate words, but also that the, to the rest of the world, Scripture is meaningless. The word of God is foolish to them. And I remember reading that and immediately realizing like, okay, if I immediately go and I'm on the streets trying to tell some random person about Jesus, if I immediately go to them and be like, hey, have you read through Romans 6, 12? I don't know what verse. I just pulled that out of my, my butt right now. But if I go up to them and tell them that and then like expect them to be like, oh yeah, for sure, I am not going to be effective. However, I go up to someone, I see that they're wearing a Patriots jer- jersey and I'm like, hey, there's football or they're wearing like a, a Bud Light thing. Well, I'm going to meet, am I all, already I've got a little bit of context to where they're coming from. And so I think like if we immediately jump to scripture, which is important, don't hear what I'm not saying. Scripture is super important and there's a timing for it. However, we need to be able to use things uh, to relate with them. And like, I like what you said, where it was like, like Jesus was talking to a bunch of farmers, fishermen, and like, that's what they were doing to make a living. So what were a lot of the parables about the stories? They were about fishing. They were about farming. They were about spreading seeds, things that people would understand. And so if we go into our culture and they have been watching a bunch of Fortnite dances, they're on Netflix. uh, Maybe like, what was the recent thing? It was Squid Games. Yeah, Squid Games. Right. It was like. And, and so it's like, if I don't engage with that or even understand, I'm not saying I have to embrace everything that they say or do in these things, but having understanding of what's going on. So that way it was like, oh, you're watching all this stuff and you're able to like use that. I remember uh, I was on the street evangelizing one time and I met a guy and he was telling me uh, that he had watched a, what was that? It's a Lucifer 
So the movie Lucifer, which in the Christian circle is like, oh my goodness, they made a Netflix series on Lucifer. This is terrible. This is awful. And the church was like rattled, which I think rightfully so to a point. But what ended up happening with this guy, we ended up talking more. And because he had watched Lucifer, the show, he was like, who is God? If Lucifer is real, I want to know more about God. And so he reached out to me later on because I gave him my number and he asked me for a Bible. And it all stemmed from the place of him watching a Netflix series about Lucifer, Satan. And I was able to pick apart what happened in that series and give him truth that the gospel says. All because of something that was intended for evil, but God is turning it around to use it for good. And I think that's just how God works. Like the enemy is going to try and do that. And if we're afraid of all these things, we're living in fear. And we don't have to live in fear. Now, I'm not saying go and watch the show Lucifer, but I'm saying God can use a show like that to bring glory to his kingdom still. And uh, that's been my experience is the more I relate to people and what they're watching or doing, the more effective ministry becomes. So, yeah. Anything to add, Micah? Oh, yeah. I'd like to, a good way to put it is knowing of the world and not being of the world. Ooh. Preach it. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's good to know pop culture and uh, relate to people through that, but indulging yourself in everything and getting personally involved in a lot of the not okay things can lead to destruction. Yeah. And that's why we need to, that's when we're moving on to the next topic. That's a great transition. <laughs> a plus. Holy Spirit lead We us. need to, we do need to set boundaries even in our way of reaching out to people and especially in our own life. Yes. Okay. Now, because I'm a nerd, I like statistics. Okay. I think they really sell poignant points. And so in 2021 alone, collective media consumption had its highest upward trajectory and is at its and was at its highest. So and this is specifically in the US because again nobody makes stats about Canada. Um <laughs> but overall media consumption among US adults is estimated around 666 minutes per day. Or that's 11 hours. Okay. Now remember, those numbers are a little inflated because 2021 was height of COVID, so people are stuck at home. So that's not the best example. So let's be fair and let's knock off four hours of that. Okay. That's still seven. That's a whole work day spent just doing nothing. Now, not that watching media isn't fun and enjoyable and all these things, but that is a 20% increase in 10 years. Wow. Like, uh, that's nuts. Okay. Now, again, now the, the thing with this study specifically, too, I dug a little bit more into it. That's overall media consumption. So that's including like time on your computer and everything. So people are working from home and all this stuff. So that's why I said we subtract a couple hours for, you know, to make up the difference. But now, Forbes, uh, a fairly reputable uh, news source. Uh, said that global online consumption had soared in 2020 to a new high. A study of over 10,000 people in five different countries says that the previous normal had been about three hours. 
Okay, that's fairly normal. Okay, three hours you come home from work, you watch you watch a movie, whatever, you go to bed. Like that seems pretty normal. Um, but now the average time daily spent consuming content is six hours and fifty nine minutes. So so seven hours. It doubled in one year across the globe. Hmm. Well five countries but that's a way bigger sample size than the u.s so if the u.s itself goes up 20 percent in 10 years but globally we go up 50 percent in one year what does that say that means there is an absorbent amount of media consumption being done and christians are completely part of it i know that i <laughs> watch way too much stuff or i did i've gotten a lot better at it recently but I play way too many video games or I have watched way too many TV shows and, and all this stuff. So I'm not saying that we're above any of this, but it is really shocking when you look at the number and see that. And so I bring that all up to say, like, what do we do as Christians then? How do we respond to that? Because if we want to, because we, we want to use media, we want to connect with people because that's what everybody's into now. How do we set a boundary for that? How do we help manage the fact that we're spending seven hours a day watching and consuming and playing extra media? Like, can I share a little bit of a story? Like, this is this is reaching. Like, Go this on. is really hitting home for me. And honestly, like, so I just got married this last year, and before that, like, I would be up till sometimes two, three in the morning watching YouTube, Netflix, like you name it. I was on my phone going to bed. So that's something that I would literally stay up all the time watching. And what I've noticed after being married, my wife doesn't like that as much. So she has made it a point to me to say, hey, Bryce, like you are spending too much time on your phone. You're watching stupid golf videos. You're watching like weird like games. You're watching random things on Netflix. And actually, I would be on it way too much. And so it wasn't until recently that... I started to take it to heart, not because she was nagging or anything, but I actually, in preparation for this podcast, I really had to think about this. I was like, you know what? I'm not on it. I am on it way too much. And so what I've started to do is I've actually started to put my phone away uh, an hour. So say we, my wife works early in the morning, so we're waking up at five o'clock in the morning. And so if I'm on my phone till one o'clock, I'm only getting three, four hours of sleep. And good sleep, maybe an hour, if I'm lucky. And so we've decided, it's like, okay, at 8.30, we are both putting our phones away. So we charge our phones in separate rooms, and we turn them off, and I've got my uh, Fitbit. I've got an alarm set on that for 5 o'clock in the morning. And that way, it gives us like an hour, so until 9.30, to be able to actually like hang out, have that time intentionally with my wife, and if not, if we're both tired, we read a book or we do Sudoku and we kind of just hang out, but we allow ourselves to actually get ready for bed. And so we've put the boundary in our lives because we both realize we would both sit sometimes, sometimes even the two of us would sit and watch Netflix or, uh, on our phones, or we would watch TikToks for hours. We would literally sometimes sit, we're like, oh, we're tired. We're, we're getting ready for bed. And then we'd go lay down in bed and we'd be in there for an extra hour just watching TikToks. And we're like, well, how come I had a crappy sleep? Well, right there is because we were literally on our phones for an extra hour longer 
than we were expecting. So we've created that boundary of putting the phones outside of our rooms so that we are not tempted to go on them. Because I don't know about you, <laughs> maybe you guys are all perfect here and people listening, you guys are perfect, but uh, I get so tempted. My phone's beside my bed. I can't sleep. First thing I'm going to grab is my phone. And I'm going to turn on a YouTube video because that's what I've trained my body to fall asleep with. And it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy for my marriage and it's not healthy, healthy for my life. So that's my little story. Like uh, basically what I've started to put in place because I realize I'm on my phone way too much and I needed to put a place before my marriage gets into a tough spot where all of a sudden it's, it's a lot worse than it could be. And so that's a boundary that I've set. Mike, I, I want to hear it from you, Micah, because like, <laughs> I'm really, I know you're like a gamer and like you <laughs> love things. And so I'm, I'm curious about like what you've done or what you're learning to do even at a younger age. Cause you're generally like, we're a little bit of a different generation yeah, and a little bit older, not much, but still like, I think maybe like eight years, eight years. but that's yeah. enough of a gap where like you've grown up your whole life almost with media and access, access to like a phone at least or internet. Most of it. Yeah. yeah. So like most of your life. And so I'm curious, like, what do you do um, like, to, to help with this saturation of so much <laughs> content? Yeah. The majority on. of time that I spend with technology, I'm with other people, whether on call or texting or whatever. Like at, at this point, playing single player games is getting more and more difficult mm. just because I'm constantly playing multiplayer games with other people. And I'm using that, I'm not always playing with Christian people. Like I'm using it to evangelize and talk to people and just hang out and have fun. Yeah. Like it's, I try to use the tools at hand for the best ways that I can. So I always have a reason for what I'm doing. Unless, of course, it's 3 a.m. and I'm on YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and, and so, first of all, yes. Like, I, I can, I'm also, like, I was definitely your age and definitely was in the exact same shoes as my... Now, I was never, like, up till 3 a.m. I'm too much of a baby. I go to... <laughs> even, like, there were, there were moments when I was, like, really hardcore, like, into, like, gaming, like, when I was just taking a year off before school... Where it's like I just work full time and then I just gamed full time. Like it was, it was so unhealthy. Cause like I'd get home from my job at like nine ten, and I'd just like bring food home, and I'd just stay up till like four a.m. playing games and like get up, sleep for like three four hours, have a shower and go back to work. Like and it was like this such a disgusting habit because like I worked at Pizza Hut, so I'm constantly <laughs> taking home like really delicious, but like ridiculously unhealthy food and just playing games all hours of the night and then I get up and I'm wondering why I feel like garbage all the time mostly because I didn't take care of myself I didn't you know didn't sleep well I didn't eat right all that stuff but I kind of like had to really learn especially when I went to college and and, and everything and like like you have to learn to like set these like good boundaries and that's why i say boundaries and not rules because i can't tell micah when he should stop playing or whatever i'm not going to but what i do want to do is help people recognize the unhealthy things that might be becoming from these actions because i know for myself man would i get angry like i would just have a temper because like hmm. i mean when i play video games i'm often playing with my friends but we're trying to do something. Video games are meant to be challenging. Sometimes those challenges can lead to anger. And then you start like 
I'll admit, I'd swear, I'd make jokes, like, I'd get mad, like, all this stuff, like, oh, no. Um, like, I'd yell and all that stuff. Like, I've been there, okay? And it took me a way too long to recognize that, like, that is not a good place to be in, okay? And so, I want to tell this, I'm going to tell a story. So, for those of you, for the untech-related people or for the younger audience, there's a world-famous app called Discord. It is just a, it's just a hub for people to, to, ch- to chat and share pictures and all that stuff. And I have friends from across the globe that I've known for like 10 plus years because you can just meet anybody online and you can start chatting with them and all this stuff. And we started this Discord server and I was like in it and I was like playing with them all the time. None of them are Christian. Great. I was like, good. I was a young pastor at the time. I was like, great. I'm going to evangelize to them. I tried. They were not happy. They were not receptive of it. And that's fine. But what actually happened was instead of me being a light and trying to change them, it was the other way around. They started to wear wear off, wear off on me. Hmm. And I started to become like them. Now, not to say like becoming like them in like necessarily like a bad way because they're still good <laughs> people. But like... They're swearing, making all these crude jokes, listening to like really gross, disgusting music. And like, I just was consuming all the content that they were. And it was like, it changed me. Like it really changed my, my attitude, my look on things, everything. And like, I was swearing way more than I wanted to or ever should. And like, I was just angry and short tempered and all this stuff because like, they just, that's just how they are. That's just like the nature of the community that they've built. And they're all great friends. I love them and, and they love me, but I have to recognize very early on, but it took me way later than I wanted to, to recognize I like, hey, I can't spend that much time with these people. I just, I can't. Because I'm like, it, they're, they're affecting me in ways that they shouldn't. Okay, now I pray for them and I still play with them and hang out with them, but I had to recognize so so late to be like Logan you can't be spending this much time with them because you're feeling angry you're depressed when you're done hanging out with them like you you can't and so now I have like I don't hang out with them that much I still catch up with them every once in a while we'll hang out and I'll give them a couple hours but the second I start to see myself slip or I start to like feel uneasy or whatever I say hey guys thanks for hanging out whatever I'm gonna go and it's like then I can leave knowing that I didn't compromise myself or put them in an uncomfortable position or like or whatever and so that's what i'm talking about like that's what we're trying to just like trying to open your eyes to of like recognizing those unhealthy habits that you might be having because of this oversaturated world that we live in with content consumption so for me it was recognizing that my emotionally spiritually physically my body was changing okay and if you people like to think that these things don't have influence over you, that's a lie. Everything you consume has an influence over you. It's just whether or not you choose to recognize it or how much of an influence it has over you. Okay? If you're constantly... All the girls when I was in Bible college, they are complaining that they're tired and that they're depressed, whatever. And I'd talk to them and I'd be like, well, what are you doing? And they'd be like, well... I was up till till 4 a.m. watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> it's like, 
well, no wonder you're creeped out and you can't sleep or whatever. You're you're watching a criminal thriller psychological show till 4 a.m. <laughs> like, no wonder you feel like that. No wonder you don't trust people. No wonder you feel depressed. You're watching a show about people constantly being at their lowest. Like, I'm, like think about that. You know, and again, Criminal Minds, it's a fun show. I've watched it. But I'm not going to watch it till 4 a.m. I'm not going to watch anything till 4 a.m., really. But you, we have to recognize that in this oversaturated world that we live in with easily accessible media, it has influence over us. Now, God still ultimately is in control of everything, and he is ultimately still the ruler of our life. He's still sovereign, but we're still human. We still make mistakes, and we need to, to rein that in. So what other boundaries or things like that do we, like, other things to add for like setting boundaries or unhealthy habits that might come from letting this media control your life. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Like I come from like a, like a video, like I, my, my problem with social media is more like scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, or like, that's what I do excessively or watching videos yeah. where it sounds like both of you guys come from like a gaming background. So I was like, I, I, I I'm kind of interested because like I hear Micah talking about like, He's like, I'm up till three in the morning talking to someone and gaming and, and there's a purpose <laughs> behind it. And, but it was like, but at the same time, yeah. I was like, and I was like, like, and I was like, that's great. But also you're up till three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I, I try video. not to stay up till three. Right. I and, to and I know it does, probably doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. I'm curious. It's like, so even in the gaming, cause like to me, like I would probably come up more exceptions for that too in my personal life. Rather than like, for me, it's like, I'm watching social media. Like this is not benefiting anyone. Yeah. Even if I am yeah. watching like, say a sermon or something late at night, which most of the time it's not. It's not what's happening. But like, but so it's like, I, it's easier for me to be able to look at that and be like, okay, this isn't good. But I think for like a lot of people and like people younger than me, we're really grown up in the gaming community. My, my, like Bryson loves to game and he would do the same thing. My best friend would go and game till like one in the morning. I didn't understand that because that's not my like yeah. social circle. But for you, it's like, well, how do you, like, I'm curious about this, and I'm sure if I'm yeah, curious no, about I, it, other people are as well. It's like, how do you have the mentality or balance, like, the boundary of, like, okay, I, I actually need sleep still, but I also want to do a ministry, right? Because it sounds like you're ministering, and I've heard you tell me personally, some yeah. of the people that you've helped lead to the Lord are, like, oh, yeah. really pour yeah. into their lives, and it's effective. However, it's like, at what point do you, for your own sake, where you're going to be waking up because I've seen you the next morning after <laughs> yeah. three hours of sleep. And this is me just being his youth pastor and, oh, yeah, and yeah. working with him and knowing him. Uh, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, oh, no, but, it's no. like, but I've seen you tired. Yeah. And so how do you find that balance where it's like, and it's the same thing for me as a pastor is like, I got to find the balance of making time for others, but also making sure I'm rested because if I'm not rested, I'm not going to be effective. I'm actually yeah. going to burn out. So I'm curious from the gaming perspective, what boundaries like, and from both of you guys, yeah. what boundaries are, have you guys set in place for gaming to help you continue to thrive, but also pour out? Um, I gotta think about that one. <laughs> so if I I have some because I've thought about this a lot. So if you yeah. want to keep thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. kind of table yeah. this. And don't get me wrong, Bryce. I also sit there and scroll social media. Like, yeah, we do too. Oh, good. I, I'm not. I'm not the I've only actually, one. Actually, I've actually transitioned way more into being like you, where I spend way more time just scrolling social media than I do playing games. But 
one of the boundaries that I set while I was in high school, like very early on, because I was like, my grades were slipping and I was like, hey, something needs to change. And my, my mom loved me too much to like, she didn't know what was going on. She didn't know that my grades were slipping. So she didn't know how to like do it. And I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So one of my rules is, and this isn't going to work for my, it does, I don't play any like super intense game after nine o'clock. With certain exceptions, like if I'm at an all-nighter or whatever, I'm hanging out with friends and I don't have to work the next day or something, then then I can play later. But 95% of the time, 9 o'clock, don't care if I'm mid-round, whatever, I'm turning it off. Because when I was when I was like grade 8 to 10, even a little bit later, I actually struggled with clinical insomnia. So like I would legit not sleep. Mm. Like, I would lay in my bed at night, and I counted the popcorn on my popcorn ceiling. <laughs> so, like, I, I've i been there. I under, like, I went three, four days without ever sleeping. Um, And so one of the things that I tried was I was like, I need to cut out all super intense, like, things before I try to sleep because I my brain needs time to shut off. It's part of having ADD is that your brain is constantly firing at different times and it takes your brain way longer sometimes to decompress than it would something that doesn't. So for me, I set this rule. I was like, okay, I'm not sleeping, nine o'clock, shutting it all off. Okay. No, I've made exceptions to that boundary and things like that, but that's one that I said, nine o'clock, I'm done. Okay. Now that doesn't mean I'm not on my phone or whatever. But 9 o'clock, I'm turning off all of that super brain-intensive stuff, and I'm going to lay down on the couch, or I'm going to go get ready for bed, and I'm going to, like, just watch TV or, like, put on The Office or put on, like, a sitcom that I've seen three, four times already just to, like, fall asleep to. Now, that's a whole other bad habit that I, we'll talk <laughs> about later. But that's what, like, worked for me was I had to recognize early on that this is, like, what was causing me problems. Now, the other one is I also... The second I start to feel mad or like something, because that's, I'm not sure if you ever experienced this, but any gamers that are listening to this, you know that, 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 that anger can come with, with video games. It's just, it's just yep. kind of the nature of the, of the beast. The second I start to get mad, I usually, I'm really good at turning it off because I'm like, this is supposed to be a fun, relaxing experience for me. It's supposed to bring me joy. So if I'm getting mad and upset about it, then I need to stop because it's not achieving its purpose. You know? So for me, I don't play video games anymore to like be competitive. Hmm. Okay? Like you might still be in that phase where you're trying to become the best at, at, <laughs> at Valorant or whatever. I'm not like that anymore. I play video games on easy mode now because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I'm like, I, I just want to, I just, I put on a podcast and I just relax and I'm playing a game where I'm playing with my friends and I care more about playing with my friends and building them up and discipling to them than I do about winning. You know, and I still have that competitive edge to me, but I use that very differently now. And so it's just like, I think that comes with age. I think that comes with maturing a little bit, but I think it basically boils down to like video games are there to serve you, not the other way around. Hmm. And that comes to all media, everything. This computer is not meant... It doesn't control me. I control it. Okay? And that's with all media consumption. It does not control you. You control 
the media that you consume. And if it starts to go the other way, you need to recognize something is wrong. <clears throat> but I really want, I do want to hear from Micah because yeah. he's had time to ponder it and see what he has. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an elaborate it's answer. Better be like, <laughs> it's better be like Emmy award winning. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ready, Micah. No pressure or anything. <laughs> well, the majority of uh, boundaries I find is like obviously like other people affecting me. Um, I noticed that for a while. I left, well, the Discord, a Discord server essentially is just an over glorified group chat. So. I noticed it was affecting me to a point where I had to leave. So I took, you know, a few days off and then I had a lot of time to think. I came back as not a super like new or changed person, but with the intention to change them and keep myself separate. Like I have like a separate group of friends, a separate, a whole lot of separate things, but I still spend a lot of time with them in order to you know, keep up every, like even we met last weekend, like all of us were there in person. I ministered to some of them and they were asking me questions and just normal, yep. normal stuff. Um, boundaries wise, a big one is when I notice it's midnight is when I start, uh, trying to shut down, trying to get away from things or like when it's 1am, 2am is when I'm like, definitely like, okay, yeah, one more round. I'm off. <laughs> Well, just because I need, you know, like work in the morning or whatever. I try to get at least eight hours of sleep. Often I don't, but <laughs> keyword is try. Yeah. And <laughs> again, we're not trying to tell you not to play video games or to not scroll social media or yeah. to not enjoy no. going to a movie or watching Netflix. Like, there is a time and a place for that. Absolutely. We are to and we should indulge things in this life. Like, we, are, we can live a joy-filled life. But we can't let it stop there, right? Yeah. There needs to be something more. Okay? Yeah. So for me, I absolutely, one of my, like, I'm a super introverted person. You would never guess that knowing me, right? But I am extremely introverted. Okay, so when I go home after a Sunday, especially, I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> okay? I like, especially when I was in college, my friends hated it. Because when I was working full time as a pastor, I had four services that I'd have to do on a weekend. And so then I'd get home and my roommate hated me for a while because he'd want to hang out because he doesn't see me. And he's one of my best friends. And I'd be like, I'd literally go to my room, shut the door and lock the door. And I'm like, do not talk to me. And I had to sit down and explain to him, like, I'm sorry. I love you, brother. But this is just what I need to do. And what I started doing was I'd put on a podcast or a YouTube video or whatever. And I sit down and I play just like something. I don't care what it was. And it was literally just to take my mind away from whatever I was doing. Now, again, that became unhealthy because I was then taking time away from, from, my, from my best friend and roommate at the time. And he wants to hang out and he's extroverted, so he needs to be around people. And so you have to learn that give and take. And so I had to set boundaries and say, like, hey, I can only do this for this much time because, like, I do need to care about other people or I need to do the laundry or, like, whatever. So it's... And you just have to recognize these things. And so one of the, Mike has said it and I put it in my notes and I didn't bring it up and I was going to, it's one of the things that I talk about when I talk about this issue is you have to understand your priorities, first of all. So our priorities as Christians is to live an authentic Christian life. Okay. It's to seek after God daily. It's to worship him. So we do that through prayer, reading the Bible, through acts of worship, and all these things. So if your 
gaming time or Netflix time or whatever is taking away from is affecting your relationship with the Lord, then you need to look at that. And for me, when I was in college, boy, was it ever affecting my relationship. Okay. I had my Xbox in my dorm room and I would just play all the time. And like, I take a break from homework for a couple hours, play a little bit. And I stopped reading my Bible as much. I stopped like devoting more time to God because I was like, Oh, my schoolwork is that, you know, I got into that excuse that, Oh, I'm writing this essay about God. So I'm spending time with him. And it's like, no, sorry to all you Bible college students that might listen. Don't get into that trap. Micah, (laughs) do not get into that trap. You will get so tired and so burnt out so fast. Oh yeah. I got in and out of that with work even. Yeah. And, And so like, you just have to know where your priorities are. My priorities are not to play video games when I wake up in the morning. My priority is to come and to serve Jesus. And then through that, I can do other things. And then the other thing to look out for is how is it affecting you and how is it affecting others? Okay, now this is something that they teach in like addictions counseling is how is it affecting you and how is it affecting others? Okay, and oftentimes it's how it's affecting others that really makes people realize what their their, their problem and stuff is. That's why if you do the, what is it, eight, seven, ten steps? I don't remember. The ten-step program. Yeah, ten-step program or whatever. That's why one of the last steps they make you do is reconciliation. They make you go and, and reconcile with people because how your addiction has affected them. Now, I'm not saying that you're addicted to video games or we're addicted to these things, but we have to recognize that our choices do influence and affect other people. So for me, growing up, my brother who stayed up all hours of the night playing video games in our living room and my bedroom was right there. He'd yell, scream, get all mad. It affected my sleep like drastically. And so it's like, I had to have an honest conversation with him and he hated it. And my mom didn't like having the conversation, but I had to be like, mom, like it's so loud. I can't sleep. And I was already dealing with insomnia. So on top of having somebody yelling at their friends, call outs and all this stuff, it's like, that's not, that's not helping. So, that was one that, you know, I had to realize that his was affecting me. But in turn, then when I got older and I started living with my roommate, okay, during the height of COVID, I, I kind of was like, well, I don't have to work in the morning. I was on contract. I was just doing a bunch of video work so I could work when I wanted. I'd be like streaming and playing till like midnight and he'd be trying to sleep and I'd be trying to be nice and quiet. And then one time he like came into the room and he was like, hey, like you need to stop. This is like ridiculous. It's loud, whatever. I can't, like, I have to work in the morning. And I was like, oh, you know, and I realized that, like, this is affecting somebody else. And, and so if you are seeing these things, then you, we need to, you need to take a real hard look at the time you're spending doing whatever media consumption you're doing and looking at it being like, how much can I actually devote to this? This is my last, this is one of my last things. This is what I get everybody to do. When students come to me, or people and they'd be like, oh, Pastor Logan, I'm so busy. I don't I don't know what to do. I say, go get a piece of paper, write down one to twenty-four, and say for each write down for each hour of the day what you're actually doing. So, you know, automatically block out eight of those hours for sleep or whatever. And then I sit down and I say, go by every hour, one to twelve, one to twenty-four, and write down what you did in that hour. 
And I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they come back and realize how much time they have wasted on, like, just whatever. You know, I did that once, and I was like, I was so shocked and blown away how much time I spent legitimately doing nothing. Like, not even, like, playing on my phone, just, like, actually doing nothing. Right? And I was, like, I was blown away. So that's one step that I would say to people is write down 1 to 24 what you're doing, how many times you're watching this or how much time you're doing that, and actually take a hard look at it and recognize a good first step on how to start setting a good boundary is realizing how much time you're actually spent doing these things. Anybody else have any other like concrete like steps for somebody to take? I think like what I just want to fee- piggyback off what you're saying, even the addiction part was like, if you had an, a drug addiction, right? It's, it's so much easier to like see someone with an alcohol addiction, drug addiction or something along those lines, because it's very evident what it affects them. Right. Cause then <clears throat> like, but when it comes to social media, I think we live in denial. I think I, personally, even for myself, even recently, I, it wasn't until recently where all of a sudden I'm like, my wife has been saying to me, like, you're addicted to your phone. You're addicted to your phone. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. But I didn't realize it until myself because I think like to say addiction, like I'm not addicted to my phone. That's ridiculous. But when we look at it as the same way that you would look, I like, I like that you put like a, that 10 step program and like actually looking at it like an addiction is once I started to realize and actually looked at it, I'm like, oh man, my, my social media, my addiction to my phone and YouTube and all this, it's not only if I, I, you look at it and like, how does it affect people? You, you start to realize like, oh, this is affecting my job, right? I don't get nearly as much done as I need to. Uh, it's affecting my wife because I'm not spending as much time with her. It's going to affect my child when, it, when, he, when he comes down the road. And, and, and so it's like, these are things that you start to realize that you're affecting, but it's so much more difficult to realize a social media addiction versus a, like an addiction to alcohol. I struggled with alcohol at one point. I would say I was addicted. That was a lot easier for me to realize and accept than a social media because it's just everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's just so like, well, I'm just, everybody else is doing it. Yeah. So why don't I? And I think that's where like, as believers, like we have to be set apart. We have to be a little bit different because we are called to set boundaries. We're actually called to be uh, examples of the kingdom of God. And, and, and so it's like, if I am actually affecting, if I look at my addiction and I first, first part of being addicted is admitting you have an, a problem. Okay. I have an addiction. And, what, and I think what you said, if you look at yourself and you do that 24 hour thing and all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm on my phone or whatever it is like way more than I'm doing anything else. Maybe you have to take a little bit bigger look and be like, okay, admit you're addicted and then start looking at well, what you can do. Go and go to your pastor, go to your friend, start praying into that because an addiction is an addiction. This one may not be like, we, we actually, I, I want to say, I was about to say it was like, it may not affect us like physically, but it does. The time that we spend on our screen is affecting us. We, we live in the one most, one of the most depressed times, high depression rates in our youth and young adults. Well, Part of that, it, and there's been researches that have been done, it, it happens to be because of our time on our phones. Yep. Social media, it, it creates a dopamine inside of our heads. In fact, so it's like, we are actually getting a similar fix in our minds when we're scrolling 
are watching videos as we are when we, you were to get a fix with a drug. It is creating a drug-like substance in our minds. And so we are actually affecting our bodies. We desire it. We need it. If you find yourself like longing and craving for this like next fix, I need to know what's on social media next. If you're, <laughs> I'm guilty for this. Like I'll scroll through Instagram for like, and I'll like refresh it one new story. And then I'll scroll through every single one that I just looked at. Oh yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I don't, I don't necessarily go through every single one that I looked at, but I definitely do get to the point where like I refresh it. Yeah. And Again, just to reiterate, everything that, that Pastor Bryce said is like completely true and everything. We're not telling you to completely go live like a monk. And no. Cut, and yeah. cut, no, 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 And no. cut everything out of your life. <laughs> like we're not, we're not saying no. because God has given us these tools. Like, like He has gifted us these things, and He wants us to use them, and He wants us to use them right. But as with anything in the world, I mean, the drugs that people were addicted to. Right, most of them were for medical use or or whatever, and then the people have have tarnished and used in in a wrong way. Yeah. And so we're not we're not trying to sit no, here and tell you to no. go be Amish <laughs> or whatever and go live off the grid. Like if you want to, great. But we're just saying that there these things they have an influence over us, and that we really do need to take a hard look at it and recognize what that influence has. And how you can better combat it. Yeah. I think what taking it back to what you said earlier is like, make sure it doesn't control you. We are the users. We are the ones who use these phones. They're not to use us. Yeah. Right. If you find a point where it is controlling you, some of the best things I've ever done is a media fast. And some people are like, what's a media fast? What's a fast? Well, it's what's well, actually where you you go away from media for a while. Like yeah. you actually you you something you desire or long for, you put away for a while, so that you can be filled with something that's e- even better. And so what I've done, if I look at myself honestly, and I'm like, man, I have been spending too much because it's not inherently bad. No. I put my phone away and my dependency. I'll put away for two weeks or whatever it is, and not use my social media platforms, and I'll come back so much more refreshed, so much more rejuvenated. And then from there, I, I create restart. Like, okay, I'm going to create a healthy boundary now with how much I'm on my media. And that's what I've done, like a, a media fast. That's, and that's a really good, tangible thing. So, you, you know, calendar out your hour, maybe do a media fast. Like, we have, like, there are these amazing tools out there. Okay. Now, as a person who is literally a Christian content creator, that's kind of what I do. Real, realistically, that is kind of what I do right now. I make a podcast. I can, I, you know, Mike and I, we work on live streams and YouTube videos and all this stuff. My whole life and job is this. This is something that I, that I love. But, like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't, like, I, it is a tool. Yes. At, at its very end, no matter how you like to look at it, it is a tool. And that's how it should be. Now, I don't know. Does any you guys don't have iPhones, right? Nobody here. No, I'm an Android. I'm an yeah, Android so kind of guy. I'll admit, there was a little while in my life where I was where I was an Apple user. Um, Ooh, it's okay. You're what, here. We're here for you. <laughs> listen, We're, you're on the road listen, to recovery. Listen, it was a nice tool. Everybody had an iPhone, and I was like, "Cool, I'll get one." And they built into their phone a screen time tracking function. So every week, it tells you a screen time thing, and I started using it in college more and more and 
holy cow, was it ever gut-wrenching when I got that notification for that very first like week that I started setting them up. I spent 12 hours on my phone in a week. Spent an entire work day on my phone. Now, some of that number is inflated because it, it just is if your screen is on. So if you're watching like a YouTube video in the background or something while you're working. It, but still, that's still an absolutely insane, absurd amount of time spent on your cellular device. Okay? And this is another lesson that it might not work for you. It might. This is a boundary that I have. And this is more, I guess, going out for all you professionals that are listening to this. Um, we, we, we as pastors, we kind of, we don't work a regular work schedule. You know, like we kind of, like we're not kind of, like we kind of do nine to five, but reality is we're always working, we're always praying, we're always available. Right? That's just, that is Bryce. You can attest to that, right? Like, this yep. is just. I've had a few phone calls at 11 o'clock at night before. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Or texts at two in the morning. And one of the issues that I had with my, one of my best friends, good mentor of mine, he never checked his phone and it annoyed me so much. I'd text him because we were planning youth stuff and I'd be like, hey, we're doing this, this, and this. And it'd be like 11 o'clock and he wouldn't answer me. He wouldn't even answer me until like two days later. It'd be like the day of the event, and he'd text me and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And I was like, bro, I'm so past that. That was three <laughs> days ago. And I remember confronting him about it, and I say confronting because I was upset, and I was like, bro, why don't you do this? And he sat me down, and he looked me dead in the eye, and I will never forget this, and it's something that I've taken with me forever. And that's, I've been talking about it this whole episode. Your phone doesn't serve you you don't serve your phone it serves you and he, he said that to me and i was like just jaw dropped just like mind blown just such a young ignorant like young pastor and he was like he's like this is a tool for you to use and he's like yeah. i intentionally don't answer certain messages from people because a i'm not ready b i don't have the time and c he's like i just don't want to he's like He's like, it's not that I don't care, but he's like, if I'm busy doing something, I'm not going to drop everything that I'm doing to handle this. But I know for a fact, there are people out there that in the middle of their work day, they'll see a new episode of their show and they'll go, they'll go and watch it. And I'm like, that work? You know, I was like, that, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, I know people that will stay up till like 3am to watch the newest episode of whatever Disney Plus releases. And I'm like, okay, I can't, like, I've been there and I've done that, but I'm like, really? Like, you're that dependent on, like, you're that, like, excited and dependent on that? Like, you're willing to, like, give up your, like, your sleep for that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that as something that's valuable. Yeah, I think, I think that actually stems in our culture from a place of FOMO. Yeah. Where it's like, if I don't watch this today, right now, tomorrow, people will talk about it and I won't be in the loop. Just to clarify, for anybody that doesn't know what FOMO is. Fear of missing out. It's an acronym. So, yes. And, like, and yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, when when the latest Star Wars movie came out, the last, the Rise of Skywalker, it was a couple of years ago, I didn't see it opening night. And I've seen, like, I've seen almost every Star Wars movie that has come out recently on opening night. 
But I was like, I was in college. I just couldn't. I had an assignment due or whatever. And I remember having this insane, like, anxiety, like, anxious feeling, almost anxiety of like, oh my God, is somebody going to spoil this for me? Like, holy cow, what do I do? Like, I was just like freaking out. And like, I didn't sleep that night because I was so like worried that I was going to get this movie spoiled for me. This like huge cinematic event and, and all that stuff. And like, looking back on it, I was like, why was I so, why was I so like controlled and upset by that? It's just a movie, right? But it had that much influence over me that I was so worried and so concerned about what was going to happen. Like the Marvel movies, like now, like if you don't see the latest Marvel movie that's out, you're like, oh, I'm missing out. I need to see it. And so we like jump to the theaters, mm-hmm. take my money. And I need to know, even if you're not a Marvel fan, just because like yeah. everybody's doing it. And I, I, again, I think that stems from that place that there's a fear of missing out. Yeah. Like you want to be in the loop. We all want to be aware of what's going on. But ultimately, if you're not fully in the loop all the time, if you end up waiting an extra two, three weeks before you're in the loop or you watch a video that someone watched three weeks ago, ultimately, you still watched it. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world if, yeah, if you if, if you end up in that place. And it's like, that, sorry, that fear of missing out uh, needs to be taken away because honestly, like, we don't need to worry. Like, 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 like I think you're saying that prime anxiety, like, ah. I need to know, or I don't want to have spoilers. Well, ultimately, if someone spoiled it, is it the end of the world? Yeah. No. Does it suck? Do you want to punch him in the face? Yep. <laughs> but it's not the end of the world, but we've built up this like hype around something that's actually so minor. And I think that's where it's like, where God's perspective is like, man, that, that doesn't matter in the eternal perspective of God. Ultimately, that doesn't matter. He's like, yeah, but are you missing out on me? Do we have that do we have that same fear of missing out on time with God? Do we have that same fear, that anxiety that man, and sometimes we do, we create this, but that's a different Yeah, that's a episode. different topic. Totally yeah. different topic. But yeah. But it's like, do we have that same anxiety like, same feeling, that desire to be with God, to know more about him that we do about watching the latest Avengers, watching the latest Marvel movie, that we're willing to put time in our workday to go and be and watch this? Would would we be willing to do the same thing for God? And that's, that's like a shot a little bit too. That's a little bit it throwing it there. But also I'm just as convicted of that. I was like, am I just as willing to spend that just at that same time and feel that same way about God as I do about a show? And I think that's where it's like sometimes we got to like, when we get told that you're like, push, push, no. But then if you actually reflect on that, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I actually do have an issue. But I don't know. I feel like I talked a lot, Mike. Do you have any kind yeah. of like, maybe even specifically on the FOMO <laughs> thing, because yeah, or anything I've said, just. Well, I kind of, well, especially late, like before, I was like, oh yeah, get on top of it, get on top of it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Now I'm like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Like the the new Thor movie, I haven't seen it. I still haven't seen the newest Spider Man movie. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just a movie. And. and- I get, like, you know, I remember being, like, in in high school, seeing movies, like, and again, we're not, like, I keep, I keep saying this because I really want to hit it home. If you enjoy going to a movie opening night, go for it. Oh, I've yeah. been there. I yeah. love going to see movies opening night. You will catch me at every Avengers premiere possible. <laughs> but 
I also had to recognize that, like, if I'm going to do that, A, I have to plan my week around it because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) But because I have to recognize that if I'm doing that, I have to set boundaries in place throughout the rest of the week to make sure that I can, like, set that time aside to go and do that. Right? So talking about like fear of missing out and talking about all these things it's that's almost a whole episode in of itself is like the facade of like social media and like this fear of missing out the facade of missing out yeah the facade of missing out <laughs> i don't out. even know what facade means it's fake Just, oh <laughs> i learned today <laughs> but i guess what we're kind of i guess we're going to get kind of wrap up here is it's okay to indulge and to enjoy these Christian or these, sorry, it's okay to indulge as a Christian in the things of this world, the media, the video games, all these things. But we have to recognize that they don't control us, we control them. And that if you are recognizing these patterns in yourself of you're constantly tired or you're feeling depressed or you're surrounding yourself with people that you shouldn't be or that you're your media consumption is affecting your work, your life, your family, your friends, the people around you, or it's affecting you, right? You're swearing more, you're doing this, that, and the other. You have to know that you are in control and you have the power to stop at any point. Okay, and you have to give yourself that out. If you have to tell yourself, hey, I am gonna be, it's okay if I stop playing this or if I stop watching this. Okay, I know people who will sit through the worst garbage movie ever because they're like, well, I got to finish it. No, no, you don't. You you can get up and walk away. You don't have to watch this terrible movie. Like, you don't have to sit through it. This isn't penance. You're not not repaying your sin or anything. Like, you don't have to. You were in control. God gave us, like, he gave us free will. Like, we can get up and leave. So, I don't know. I kind of rambled on at the end there. Any other final thoughts on how we Christians survive this crazy, oversaturated media world? Love God, love others. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to say, uh, I learned this from my brother, is when watching media or even socializing, it's always make sure you're grounded in God and make sure you're grounded in yourself. And then consume through that. Yeah. What, what do you mean by grounded in yourself? Know who you are and don't let, don't allow things affect you majorly. So, like, going back to like how like those my friends were affecting me, they were changing the mm, the foundation okay. of who I was. I think that's probably why. Yeah. I don't make compromises in your personality. Don't don't. Oh, okay. So, like, as as you know, God. Right, as you get to that relationship, God, you start to know who you are. And yes. as you know, don't compromise. I got you. I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down now. I ultimately yeah. didn't talk about it this episode, but I think I'm gonna end with it. Ultimately everything we do, all the media you consume, does reflect your character. Okay? So character is is, is sort of defined in pop culture as being the same at work or at home. In sports terms, we often use it on the are you the same person on the field, off the field? Are you the same person at church or at home? Okay? That's what character is. It's it's defining yourself by your actions when people are and are not around. Mm. Okay? 
So when it comes to what we watch, you're absolutely right. Your brother's absolutely correct. Everything that we watch, consume, play should be filtered through your godly character, your foundation. Okay? So I know I'm not going to go and watch a bunch of R-rated movies. Right? I just, I'm not going to do that because I understand that that is not good godly character. That is not something that we should be doing. Okay? Part of that is also recognizing, like we talked about, our time management and all that stuff. It's not good godly character to waste your time doing garbage media consumption stuff. That's not that's not good reflection of God's character in your life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Forget. If you want to get in contact with us, please email us at BethelBrandon.ca. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please drop them in the comments below. Make sure you share this podcast around with all your friends so that you can help inspire and empower others.